This is JFM Podcast. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria Tonset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanap. It's a beautiful Thursday evening, 3rd of uh, August 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How's your day? How's it going, sir? Good evening, Ponsak. I'm having a nice day, a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how's, how's been your day as well, Ponsak? Very, very busy. All right. I and the... you, you've been so cheerful. You've been so excited. I think something is, you know, Gradually taking shape behind this. No, I, wait. I, I yeah, just, so you want me to wear my problems on my face? No. <laughs> the devil hasn't uh, used me to that level. You know, I'm always, I'll always, you know, be cheerful, no matter what. Uh, my mother will always say that, uh, I mean, problems is what helps us to be creative mm. as human beings, you know. Uh, a life without problems is indeed a boring mm-hmm. life, you know. You've had to, you've got to have problems once in a while, you know, to solve. If you don't have problems, it's, it's going to be a boring life. Uh, even animals, you know, have problems, you know. So <laughs> I've never seen, yeah, animals have problems. Uh, they do have problems. You know, one of the things that I, I I love to do to pass time is just go on YouTube, you know, and watch YouTube shorts. And there's this monkey that I, I just love to watch, you know. There's a monkey, a dog, and a chicken. And somebody will keep them, you know, in the same space. So if the monkey is bored, he goes, climbs, you know, hops on back of the dog and start picking out lice, you know, korkota uh, lice from the dogs, you know, and the dog will be, and the monkey will open the dog's mouth, you know, wide. Uh, one of my friends, you know, has a monkey. So if I see this kind of videos, I'll just send it to him. In his house? Yeah. As a pet, El Cash. Wow. Yeah, El Cash. You're going to meet him someday. You know, I have very interesting. Hopefully, hopefully. I have, okay, he, he doesn't have a chicken, but I know El Cash has a monkey, he has a dog. So anytime I visit him, the monkey will try to always play with the dog still. And then the dog will turn around and, Nyah! you know, and then, you know, uh, but the dog, monkey is just, you know, having fun. So, uh, I mean, those are. Those are, I, I, I see those things as <laughs> the great things that life would just yeah, give us free of yeah, charge, you true. know. Uh, but if you always want, you wear your problems. I mean, problem, that's why I love Nigerian you music. Yeah, make you try to enjoy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I would like to commiserate with my friend, uh, Mr. Victor Chalom, also known as Vikoko, over the demise of his late mother, Ungo Julie Chundung Chalom, who uh, passed on the 23rd of July. She has been put to rest. Uh, she was put to rest on the 2nd. She was put to rest uh, 2nd of August. August. That was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So uh, I pray that uh, you accept my heartfelt condolences, my dear friend and big brother, Mr. Victor Cholom, also known as Vikoko, over the demise of Ungo. And I pray that Ungo, uh, I know she's in heaven, Mm -hmm. you know, to intercede for us, we that uh, were still bearing the fangs of mortality. Mm -hmm. 
May her soul rest in peace. Amen. And it Amen. can be, you know, overbearing at times when you lose loved ones, especially yeah. moms, because they have a way of connecting with, uh, you know, children yeah. right from um, teenage teenage days to adulthood. Yeah. You know, they see you grow virtually. They watch you grow, become the man or woman that you are. And so it's so difficult because of that closeness and that sort of relationship to deal with their demise. Um, it can be tough. It can be challenging. But our hearts are with you and our prayers are with you, the family as well. Yeah, and you can get over it. I mean, you can get over it. It's something that I don't, I want to imagine, you know, for even my the worst of my enemies, mm-hmm. if I have any. Well, I would like to salute the NMA Plateau State chapter under the able leadership of Dr. Babigan Williams Audu. Uh, today, they had their AGM. They started their AGM with a series of lectures. Uh, well, I must commend Dr. Anna Yang, one of the leading psychiatrists we have in Plateau State. Mm-hmm. Gilbert, Plateau State has a population of about 4 million, over 4 yeah, million. Yeah, 4.5 million. But do you know? Do you want to guess how many psychiatrists we have in Plateau State? Yeah, it could be terrible because you've already given, you know, a leap into that. It can we be have, so bad. We just have twelve psychiatrists wow. Wow. to take care of, you know, wow. four million can people. Imagine. And they said uh, two in ten persons in Nigeria suffer one mental illness or the, or the other. So you can just imagine how. And this is all from the research, you know, from uh, Doctor Anna Yang. <laughs> And of course, uh, a doc, Dr. Um, I mean, le, let me not even dare to mention his name, but uh, well, very, very interesting, you know, conversation and uh, research, you know, uh, there. I mean, we have the keynote speaker said we have Nigeria is approximately 224 million people thereabout. Would you like to guess how many doctors we have practicing, currently practicing? In Nigeria. Yeah. 24,000. The entire doctors we have in Nigeria, in Nigeria. Yeah, is 80,000. But 24,000 yes. doctors. Yes, 24 that are practicing. Yeah, practicing, yeah, practicing doctors. Yeah. 24,000. Most of them have left the country or most of them are into active politics. They don't longer practice. Amid strike. Yeah, well, uh, resident doctors strike right now. By the way, the Federal Minister of Health just today put out a circular that uh, to resident doctors, no work, no pay. <laughs> well, you, you know, Nigeria is... I'll always refer to this book by Richard Doden. You know, he published this book uh, some years ago. It's a, about over little, little above 500 pages book. Uh, the title of the book is Africa, Altered States, Ordinary Miracles. Mm. So for me, it shows that uh, for me to be alive and well in Nigeria is a miracle. A miracle, Indeed. you know, because it's, it's a, just it's a grace that we we take for granted. Yeah, to just, say. and yeah. if it were exhaustible, would have exhausted that grace. Yeah, just two two years ago, the ratio of a doctor to patient is one doctor ratio five thousand patients. But the keynote speaker today at the AGM of the Enemy Plateau State Chapter, he said one doctor ratio 10,000 patients. While the World Health Organization and other international agencies uh, organization, you know, recommend is one doctor to 600 patients. So you, you, see, you, uh, you see what I'm saying? The disparity. Yeah. And most of these doctors that we have, you know, are living in urban areas. In fact, I don't know which... I don't think I have a doctor. Okay. Uh... 
Okay, I used to let me give it to my friend, uh Dr. Nyam. Dr. Nyam. Uh that is he's the husband to the uh, Director of Press and Public Affairs with the Deputy Governor of Plantu State. Uh, he's into rural practice. He practices in Zamko. That's mm-hmm. a village where my father and my mother met. Uh, so that is where he practices. He works with the... So these are the heroes for me that I see. Just imagine, you know, if people like him are not there. Imagine what befalls people in the... That's why you see people... Uh, people are still superstitious. If you see you, if they see you acting, you know abnormally because you have mental, you know, they'll say, ah, they don't jazz up, mm. you know, stigma and things like that. Ah, in on they go, you know, things. So is, I mean, people. I don't know what to say, but <laughs> if you are alive, if you're well in Nigeria, uh, you need to thank God. I I wanted to avoid, you know, that phrase of thanking God, but of course, you know, that is what you're going to do uh, because. Anytime, if I hear people say, let's thank God, or uh, bring in a re- religious phrase, I say, is no, I, at times I disagreed, and this is why I disagree. God doesn't micromanage human beings. If God wants to micromanage human beings, He wouldn't give us creative abilities, or our creative abilities will be restricted. That is, you know, my firm belief. That is my, I mean, it's, and I don't think no, there's no, nothing anybody can tell to me for me to change my mind. Because if you have a creative ability, it shows that God hasn't restricted you. It shows that you should be responsible for yourself. It should be, as human beings, you should be responsible for how you organize society. Don't allow anybody to tell you uh, otherwise. But if God wants to micromanage, our creative abilities will be uh, somewhat uh, limiting. But you hear human beings said, as long as, we'll always say, as long as you can conceive it, it's achievable. I mean, we're flying right now mm-hmm. to the Mars. We want to even build cities in Mars, you know. Uh, we're looking for extraterrestrial, you know, uh, life, um, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, what we've been able to do is really amazing and incredible. For me, it's just, even in music, people don't understand the awe and wonder of music that and by the way I've never seen any human culture that doesn't have music it's something that is you know known is common with all human it's something that human beings is I mean it's common to every human being music so that is one of the wonders and that is one of the creative abilities that we possess just for you to sit down and listen to musical note arranged in perfect concert and harmony, you understand that, no, indeed, the human mind is very powerful. And if you restrict it, it's your fault. But don't limit, you know, yourself. Well, uh, that is my Mm -hmm. pep talk. I think that, you know, it's tragic. And sorry to say, I hate to refer to anything as prophesying doom or um, projecting that there's always going to be a doomsday, you know, at some point in human life or in anybody's history and all. But these things are empirical. They, they happen and you end up seeing them. Now look at the things, the statistics you reeled out in the medical sector, how short we're running of medical doctors in the country. And they're active. Active. They're living. Yes. 
Yes. So and they are dying. And you know, you, in a very you try to way. say you try to say we should anybody should thank God if he or she is healthy in this country, and then I you try to foresee what could become of certain people in this same country. Mm-hmm. You have road crashes. Mm-hmm. You have terrible roads. Access roads are so poor in this country. By the day, people you know encounter different forms of challenges by virtue of accidents. People lose blood. These things happen, not to talk of natural ailments that happen. And you know there are different body parts with different special needs. You just spoke about mental illness, mental health. So, um, by the way, a friend who is also a broadcaster was telling me about, um, I haven't forgotten how they call, but these are doctors that specialize in male reproductive system. system. These things happen. Mm-hmm. And you just said we're running short of mental health doctors. We we'll have 12 in Plato State. Eh, good, eh, good. You have oh. said that again. And it's, it's scary. Not even we're it's quite running, scary. We're not running out. We don't we're have out them. of, okay. We're out of. So, so 12 people. When you try to connect these details, once I it becomes so scary that there are certain conditions people would find themselves in and eventually just know that, look, if God does not intervene specially, they are gone. My question is that, uh, look, I was thinking to myself, I think was it two days ago, uh, two nights ago, uh, listening to the music of U2 is one of my favorite pop rock bands. They have a new you know, song called Lemon. So I was listening to it and I just said, why do we have many pastors in Nigeria than professionals? To become a pastor is one of the easiest things to do right now. It's very, very easy. It's just for you to change your hairstyle, how you cut your hair, how you shave, the clothes you wear, and then just get a few vocabularies and spend time to read the Bible. So also, you know, with an uh, Islamic cleric. But what really... uh, what? I mean, what is our what are, what are our priorities as a society? You know, you find kids going to school right now that they make them to uh, sing songs that they sing in churches. I said for me that is absolute nonsensical because a school is supposed to help a human being to engage critically and become empirical. Not to be superstitious. It is a job of family to raise, you know, a kid in any religion that you want him to, the religion. That's what in psychology, early, early childhood psychology, they call uh, a family tradition. Every family has a tradition, whether you know it or you don't know it. Because every family has a specific time when they eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or uh, how they, you know, celebrate festivals. So for me, you know, what are our priorities? How are we, you know, engaged? Are we raising children to... We're raising human beings to love their religion more than to love the geographical space that God has kept them in. You know, well, uh, let me not... There are a lot of things, you know. Uh, I feel that one day I'm going to write, you know, about these things. But right now I'm still growing in my English I don't have sufficient English to uh, put this thing together. That's but, quite funny. Yeah. That's quite funny. But, but I'm still putting down, uh, I'm still, you know, gathering vocabulary. And, uh, 
Well, Governor Lalong has finally made yeah. it to the ministerial list. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, a video emerged on the internet. He was dancing Buga. I saw the video. And was, was that Governor Yeson Wiki beside him or something? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, he was my eye then. No, no, no. It was wasn't eye. Governor yeah, Yeson Wiki. Yeah. Uh, well, but there are issues in the APC in Plateau State. I tell you what, the central zone, central Plateau gave the APC more votes than any other zone. But the southern zone, you know, right from the days of Talon, uh, uh, Dalung in the first uh, term of... You remember uh, I spoke to you about that. I said the southern zone people are good with national politics. That's us now. They, <laughs> that's us. Well, that's by the way. But, uh, well, some people in the APC are feeling that it's kind of, you know, unfair to give, you know, in, uh, another person from the south, despite the poor votes that the southern plateau gave, you know, contributed. But arguments have emerged that maybe President Tinubu wants to uh, put in place, you know, former governors so that he's going to consolidate in 2027 and maybe win the election. You see how, you know, politicians um, rapidly... as that. You, yeah, rambling, rapidly. Yeah. And skimming. Yeah, now, rapidly it, thinking. It, on that premise, it's... It's just a thought that is undeserving and that shouldn't have been held by any human being, mm. including our president. I tell you why. Look how time flies and how seconds can be so expensive politically. What became of an individual like the former governor of River State, Rotimi Amici, of the then All Progressives Congress? Now, look how they traded places with Governor Yeson Wiki. Mm. When last did you hear of the former governor? So this is just a clear example to tell you that, look, in politics, things can just change dramatically. And as little as you expect, rather than for the president to think about, well, perhaps he's giving that a thought because he has met with the NLC and all, and he has pledged to revamp the Portacot refinery by December 23, while, you know, one of his core men is saying December 22. There's some disparity there, by the way. Perhaps he's thinking about us, the citizens, and then Who the, wants to again, revamp the refinery? President Bolagne, you know. Forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. In America, they have over 100 refineries in America for a population of a little above 300, 300 million, million people. people yeah. yeah. In Nigeria, we don't have... We have zero... Citizens and None. We don't have any refinery that is refining anything. So, uh, we should... For me, I... I, I I don't want to say I'm a realist, but I, I love to look at reality, how it presents itself to me. I don't want to, you know, lie. The greatest sin I, I, I will commit to myself is to lie to myself. And I don't lie, like lying to myself. What, you know, I look at reality for what it is, how it is. You know, if it is morning, I say it's morning. The sun is bright. You know, you don't tell me that, no, no, the sun is bright. Let's look at what we can see and feel, you know. Uh, so, if there was any commitment to fixing refineries, Nigerian government gave Dangote two, 20 billion US dollars to start building a refinery, a refinery from start in Nigeria to finish. Mm-hmm. 100% credit provided, you know, through the Central Bank of Nigeria to an individual. A production was supposed to start by July or August. But right now, he has shifted the goalpost to, to say, 2023. No, it's in 2024. 2024, I mean 2024. <laughs> 2024. 2024. 2024. So, uh, you know, for me, let's, let's I mean, uh, Nigerian, African politicians, they love making and promises because we are... 
promises make us tickle. It's like, you know, you know, if you tell a kid that, go inside, if I come back, I'm going to get you your biscuits. And then he runs inside. And then before the, you know, kids come, you are gone. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if I you come back, you know, well. where's my biscuits? Ah, I forgot. <laughs> you know, that is how, you know, it works here. You just spoke about that Dangote, you know, loan. Is that a loan or grant? It's not a grant. Yeah, it's, it's a loan. It says it's a loan uh, $20 billion, yeah. Uh, an economist broke the sort of profits that Dangote may have made by virtue of that loan from the central bank. And it was mind-blowing because he was capable of delving into exchange forex, you know, recouping some of those monies and repaying the loan even before he had, it's part of the loan, before he had finished you know, having to use the money in the long run. So it was such a huge grace that Dangote made. First off, he was going to have a capital for himself by virtue of that refinery. Mm-hmm. Then make profit while he was doing his work on the refinery. And then getting some more money because at the time exchange rate had exchange rate had inflated. Mm. You remember it went even close to one thousand naira, nine hundred, eight hundred. It was fluctuating and thereabouts. So imagine the kind of money that the man had profiteered from that loan facility and some of his close allies. So it's just too sad that as rich and wealthy as certain individuals are in this country. You have people who go an entire day not knowing where their next meal will come from. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's sad. It's berateable. And you just fail to figure out where to get the right words to speak about some of these problems from. What exactly is the color of our problem? Like we would say, (laughs) you know... (laughs) Well, uh, let's uh, do some uh, little analysis on the ministerialists. We have 47 all in all, including the FCT. By the way, this is one of the first time that the FCT is getting an indigenous person from the FCT uh, to be uh, nominated as minister-designate. Well, here's analysis. In the southwest, we have nine ministers. Lagos has two ministers-designate, Ogun, three Ondo one, Ocean one, Oyo. In the South South region, we have seven. Seven. In the South East, we have five. In the South East, we have five. Abia, Anambara, Epony, Enugu, Imo. In the Northwest, we have ten. You know, th- and this is despite the Northwest, you know, choking the House of Representatives. They have the Senate and the Senate Deputy Mm -hmm. Speaker. So they have 10 minister designate. uh, designate. Kano has two. Kasina has two. Kebi has two. Sokuto and Zamfara, one each. And Jigawa Kadunawa, one each. The Northeast has eight ministers. Uh, Bauchi has two. North Central has seven ministers. That's including the FCT. Mm -hmm. Niger State has two minister designate in the North Central. So, I mean, people ask that uh, what has been the fault of people in the uh, South East, for example? Not being receptive of the All Progressives Congress. That will be the narrative to be peddled. Well, I I, 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 kind of disagree with you. you, Yes, yes, yes. Here's my disagreement, Gilbert. If Tinubu said he wants to run a government of national unity, national unity, I think that government should be run on competence, not political consideration. Yes. And he said government of national competence at one point again. Of course. 
So, I mean, are you saying that people in the South is, are not competent enough, you know, to be uh, more? You just gave them five people, you know, uh, from the South is? Is that what you are trying to say? And you are giving us, you know, 10 minister designate, you know, from the uh, Northwest, for example? So, unless I always say that numbers are absolute and they are dependable, they do not lie. That is, you know, the power of numbers. If you say in one breath that national competence, another breath that national unity, and then here are people, you know, in the south, and people in the southwest, southeast, sorry, are well read. Absolutely. They're well read. You know, they've gone to school, Schooled. they have, you know, our professors. And most of them have helped this country greatly in terms of if they are appointed ministers. True. Greatly. True. So, I mean, what... what the, it's yeah, sad. the numbers. It's yes, sad. Numbers. And I always hate to say that the Southeast is um, unfortunate in terms of the Nigerian equation. And here again, we find ourselves with the president, you know, reiterating that fact. Quite sad that a man who went there to say he is poised to transform the Southeast into the economic hub of this republic, doing this same very thing that President Muhammad Dubai was often accused of mm-hmm. until he left office. Thank you. Now, you have people like Dave Umahi, who was, before his nomination, the Senate Majority Leader. Mm. And you had somebody like Oji Kalu, mm. who, upon casting his ballot, displayed that he voted for the APC just to portray his loyalty to the party. And he has followers. For crying out loud, if you really want to even grow the party, for example, in that region, what you should ordinarily do is to endear the people to yourself and appoint men into these positions in a balanced format that will make them to cajole or even speak to the people down there. To be That's the only way for me, ordinarily, the way I look at it, to grow the party in that region rather than go back to the very same tragedy that these people had clamored for. Now you're, you're amplifying them. Or you have this man in custody again. No, and look, no. yes, what exactly are you doing in terms of bringing solution politically to this problem? You're making this man again to win some more sympathy. If you ask me, Ponsak. Yeah, well, uh, we don't have a guest uh, today. That's why we were, were just uh, chatting. So we'd love for you to join our conversation uh, because you're a very integral you know, part of this conversation. 08121. Eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. And you can drop your comments on Facebook at JFM Live, and on Twitter, you can drop your tweets at JFM Joss. We welcome your brilliant contribution as always. Let's take the first call. Hello. Hello. Hello? Okay. Please call us back when you get a chance. Uh, that kind of, you know, we can't make out what you're saying because uh, the network is one kind, like we say here. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Uh More phone calls on the show. Don't forget, uh, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely. Then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. That will be very important for you to uh, do. Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, Mr. Pastor. Thank you for calling. Good evening, I'm Mr. Ezra. Calling from Pop. We're listening to you, Mr. Ezra. Yes, sir. I'm very interested in your discussion, and of course, 
I want to commend you for your uh, uh, for your information and of course for compromising us. Uh, what I want to say is that concerning the president's appointment, it's rather unfortunate. It's like he's trying to go the cost of immediate which will surely affect the unity of the country. So it's rather unfortunate that Nigeria is to move forward. There has to be some food, especially as regards to the Southeast. They truly have been uh, marginalized over the years. I can't just imagine. Uh, they're not part of the country. So the path in which he is following is unfortunate that I think it will rather in the better situation rather than bringing a solution to the problem. Thank you. Hello? Oh, wow. The network is giving us trouble. Hello? Hello. Yeah, thank you for calling. Yes, this is Stupid calling for money. Yeah, we're listening. Yes, thank you very much. Um, you see, um, the problem is um, the last call I just uh, made some comment about that. Um, the South is actually the North American time I Nigeria. The problem they had is that they're not just united. The politicians in that region are not united. Um, everybody is playing his own game on his own way. Lack of unity is what is actually killing that particular region. And that's the reason why the party is playing games. Playing uh, with the generality of the people of the South East. They're just playing football with people and their psyche. And it's quite unfortunate. If you come to the area of um, to the area of um, development and um, infrastructure, the southeast as a region is actually um, coming last among other regions. Look at appointment, you see that there are only five states, and then um, a lot of people are going to agitate for more states, so you need one state in that particular region to make up states like other regions had. The southeast has consistently been denied that government after government, even in the government of Jonathan. And look at the appointment today. If you look at the government appointment under the APC government, they are saying that the South is almost um, sidelined. And unfortunately, they cannot come together. The political this time around cannot come together to form a common front, come out with a particular um, uh, 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 decision of unity among themselves. That's one common goal. They refuse to do that. If you look at the former governor of the state, the man that's supposed to be in jail. By every standard today, if our judicial system is actually working and the government in power is discussing the US law, I can see why the former governor of the Japanese should be the female to be even in the other assembly. Campaigning to become the, 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 the senior president, that was the reason why he has to cast his vote and then come and make a public show of his train that will take it to the ABC, even against the law, even against the electoral report uh, that, that established the, 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 the election in the first place. But away from that, if you look at the appointment made by the president of Nigeria, to me, I look, I'm not a politician, but me, I look at it, that a, a political uh, personage, yes, political personage, because all these governors should reach there. What are their professions? What do they do before they become governors? As in, what quality are, are you expecting from them as a president to reach there in your government? What are they going to do not to be patronizing the government of Cardinal State because of course we need the Muslim to take in the state and again it was able to 
most of the votes from this and the to succeed in the Muslim Muslim ticket. Then after winning the election as a Muslim, and the, and the party APC become the, become the party in power, what next? You have made him to become the minister. What politics is he going to bring to bear? The governor of Plastic State will do respect. Who was the, the, the DG captain of the Muslim Muslim ticket? He's not even delivering APC, he's not even delivering to the state to it. As a matter of fact, if you look at his activities as the, as the governor of this state, what are you going to remember him for? Even as, even as he double as the governor, as the chairman of the Northern Governor Forums, what has he actually contributed to this country? How has he better the life of Nigeria? How has he actually worked for the betterment of the APC government from, from 2016 to 2023? Today he has been nominated again. So if that particular, the ministry is going to ascend to him, is going to take tomorrow. I will still come and call and tell Nigeria that it is the political government to make him in the first place. It's not because of his activity or the person what he is going to do today. So he is a lawyer with me, he's a lawyer before he can take public watch. Or much the expected court back. So what kind of object is making the authority of the today eventually is actually going to make the judicial system for a shuffle. What are you concerned about with the man that can never speak and stand by his rest? If you give him that, but if you give him that immunity to handle, if you want to tell him that he's going to be able to do tomorrow, he's going to do another thing again because he has entrusted and been known for somebody who cannot say something and they can stand by it. For me, I look at the appointment as a political president, and just show the state board, who should also consider that it is the same system as the regime of Buhari are still into today. Because Buhari actually connected the 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 <laughs> Ganduje, the APC chairman now. Appointed APC yeah, chairman. Yeah, appointed APC chairman. Mkwamkwaso, you look at how, you know, the role he played in between. Many said he locked down Kano State mm. for the APC. President Bola to in compensation for something. Um, has that really worked? And this APC even deserving of a chairman in the form of Ganduje? You know, don't they have better hands to steer the affairs of the party right now? So, wh- what's your opinion? Yeah, well, uh, the APC really has to, uh, they have a problem. And if I say they have a problem, the APC don't understand balance, balancing. And the APC hasn't, I mean, right from the days of Muhammadu Buhari, uh, the APC hasn't managed Nigeria's diversity very well, just like the PDP has done in the past. Is when, you know, the PDP was in government, the issue of uh, Nigeria's diversity, you don't get to hear it because, I mean, even in the PDP, the internal party, uh, whatever, constitution, whatever, you know, we say that we always stress the need for balance. And it was the PDP that brought this gender inclusion, that sure. 5% affirmative action. Uh, so it's one of the challenge uh, with the APC, of which, you know, the APC is a baby party. You know, the APC... 10 just, years? Yeah, just 10 years a right few days now. ago. Yeah, it's just a baby party, you know, compared with uh, a party like the PDP. So they should really need to... Uh, get their acts together and maybe form a, there should be a think tank, for example, that will sit down and say, I think for the APC, you know, along the issue of balance, regional balance, gender balance, religious balance, tribal balance, you know, uh, balance, you know, so that people will not be left out. Look at people in the Southeast right now, they are feeling left out, you know, in the grand scheme of things and you wouldn't blame them. Because it's the reality. I mean, this is the face that President Muhammad Buhari came out openly to say 97.5. 
that is not going to give someone that gave him five. He's not going to consider someone that gave him five percent over someone that gave him ninety-seven percent. You know, and that statement really doesn't make any sense. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for your leader to tell you that, look, I'm not going to consider you because you didn't support me. Uh, Well, it's not a political time. This is a time of governance where you bring the best hands, assembly the best hands, uh, so that they get the job you know done. So it's uh, these are the issues. You know, the APC as a baby party in Nigeria should really think along the line of, uh, you know, balance, balance, balance. And you just spoke about that. The 35% affirmative action for women has failed like a pack of cats. You know, that it's, it's now about to in 7%, 7 women minister nominees yeah. currently. Out of yes, out of 47. So that isn't, that isn't fair enough um, for a party that promised women and youth inclusion during the campaigns. Let's, even see. Let's even see the quality of the uh, women that have been... Uh, Maria Shetty from Kano. Uh, by the way, Kano people aren't even happy. Yeah, let's know. For me, let's just uh, even see... Even though she has some good records. Yeah, let's just see the quality All of, right. you know, and uh, the job that they will get done. Uh, because uh, in comparative analysis, you know, we need to compare and contrast uh, to see which one is the best option. Let's go back to the uh, phone line. Great question, by the way, Gilbert. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. My name is Umar Farouk. I'm from Kulangorogo. Thank you for calling. Actually, uh, I, uh, I just want to comment on the, what you are saying about the issue of uh, nepotism and the uh, materialist appointment that is done uh, line by by the president. What, what I think what what makes the list is uh, the number of votes that he gets from each geopolitical zone, and that is wrong approach. Because he get high votes in the northwest, that's why maybe he gets he gives them ten material appointments, and that one is wrong. Completely wrong. Actually, I uh, I'm not in support of that. Now it's not time of politics; it's a governance, as you said. So we have to see all the hands will be on deck so that we move the country forward. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. All hands must be on deck. Thank you, thank you. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. In governance, you assemble the best of hands, you know, to help. Uh, your government instead of uh, you know bringing some uh, primordial consideration or sentiments. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Pontar. Good evening, my brother Gilbert. God bless you. Extravagant lady is calling you from Joe. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit under the weather. Don't mind my voice. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Get well soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think uh, Gilbert and Pontas, um, you've said it all. Whatever anybody will be saying right now as regards to the issue on the table is just to add a little flavor to it. Um, I believe strongly that in building a country uh, such uh, polarized as Nigeria, one thing that will be in the forefront is how do I unify? Because the quality of a good leader is uh, the ability and the capacity to take people from point A and take them to the designated point. And then doing so, you find national unity, you find national cohesion. Everybody sees Nigeria as, uh, as our project. But unfortunately, President Muhammad is even adding salt to injury. 
by this recent appointment and the ministerial nominee and all that. But the area of my concern, because I am a stakeholder in Nigerian protest so much, is the quality of people being brought to handle the, 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 the one position of the other. Look at the quality of people brought to as ministerial in the ministerial nominee. Can we look at their pedigree? Can we look at their, their last offices, the last offices they occupied? Like that of uh, Lalon on the plateau, it was a colossal damage. And that of Delo, Motawa, Leo, Zanfala, colossal damage. A man who paid uh, uh, terrorists and then they hung their case for seven on their neck and something showed that they showed that taking snapshot. And at the end of the day, the same people collected the money from government taxpayers' money to even buy more weapons to attack the state. Look at that also, a cabinet state, Malan Eru, fight for crying out loud. Where do we go from here? Are we like moving from fire to crime farm? Let me even begin to round up my thoughts. In Panama State, there was a man who uh, Supreme Court barred from being involved in political uh, uh, activities and even holding public office for 10 years. That man is in the ministerial list. You remember that President Mamba the Buhari, he gave an appointment even to dead people, people who were dead and gone. Their name appeared on the appointment list. Where do we go from here? Who will build the car? And I want to end by saying, for instance, if Gandhi, for instance, becomes the national chairman of APC, I said, in the, in the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it is finished. That's a man with a humongous allegation hanging on his neck. He would have been quick to get himself cleared. Then project, because he said that he who must come to equity must go with a clean hand. Then President is now telling us that it is inconsequential. Whatever records you have before, as uh, in the words of Shumole, once you come to Yawa, agency, uh, you have become uh, a, you have been quantified and something. Yawa, Malobi, Malobi. Yes. Let me compound the problem for you so that you understand. Let me compound it. The ministerial yes. designate from Taraba, go and check his record. Go and check uh, his record. And tell me, the, if you're talking about the uh, characters of individuals, Nigerian politicians will tell you that call to governance is not called to sainthood. They are not calling you to be a saint. So you, you, you see the kind of logic that we're battling. And I'll always say that it's ideas that form society. It's not anybody's prayer. It's the ideas that permeate that society. So if we have people, like you're saying, with questionable character, and then the political class are saying that, look, for the fact that you're calling me to serve in government, it doesn't mean you're calling me uh, to become a saint. It, it tells you the direction we're heading as people, as a society. Yes, I agree with you. In fact, you just, you just took the word out of my mouth and made my, my, my position very easy. Well, like the Bible says, who can bring out a clean thing out of an unclean? If a man has told you whom he are by his previous performance and character and position and disposition, then we, you are now telling people we are taking you to the promised land by the people who created the problem. I never believe any way that it is right to reward Men is to reward people with the testimonies of men. You cannot reward your political cronies and friends and well-wishers with the destiny of men and expect that we compete favorably in the committee of nations. It cannot be possible. And Thank then you. the same people who created the problems are the ones being brought in to solve the problem, they will compound the problem. Thank I mean, I, I am 
I don't want to uh, surrender. I feel completely hope for life. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Hello. After this, Gilbert will take us through social media. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Well, call us back when you get a chance, please. Hello. And good evening. Hello. Hello. Okay. Uh, hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you Thank for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TC and T. We're listening. Thanks for calling, Sadiq. Yes. Um, actually, it is very, very unfortunate when you are giving the statistic of the um, latest psychiatrist that we have in Plateau State, which is very, very unfortunate. But not only psychiatrists, also, when we look at the doctors, we see that most of the doctors are going out uh, of Nigeria because of looking for greener pasture. But apart from that, I want to make my comment on this issue of this um, uh, protest that happened yesterday and the response with the government. You see, the protest yesterday is very, very successful one and it's very, very recommended. Seeing how it is very, very peaceful and we recommend the police. The commissioner of police have played a very, very vital role. Seeing how he, he have uh, uh, understand the NLC and everything around peacefully. But one thing is that the uh, presidency with the NLC and Abuja that they have suspended the issue and they have together. We are calling on the NLC. Let them not just sell the Nigerians a right because this is the only opportunity the Nigerians want. And now we don't have any tangible response from the government or from the president pertaining this palliative because there is no time. And even throughout his speech, I did not hear where the president have said that he will do something about the refineries. So you see, that's to say that we have a very, very, let's say, a long way to go in terms of this action that we are facing. If the president do not, uh, uh, let's say, uh, repair all the refineries that we have in Nigeria, the fuel will never reduce to the layman understanding. So, and the president is not even giving the uh, marketers the price control or how they will control the price. So, there is a lot of things that the president has to think in terms of this palliative issue. Thank you. Because most of the, uh, uh, let's say, policy that he have bring, we are not making, we are not assured because the past uh, Buhari administration have done that policy, but we have not seen it. And this same uh, administration is repeating the same policy and with the same set of people at the ministers. So that said that we, 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 we are expecting more from the president. So I have to see do it so that Nigeria will feel it. It's not just men on comment. Let's see it on ground. Thank you very much. Go, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Gilbert. On Facebook, Gucho Muchi says, Tinubu has done very well for appointing Lalong to his cabinet with the credentials Lalong possesses. I know it will be beneficial to the country. Steve Tongpam Zulong says, renewed hope indeed. Is this what Nigeria wants? Unfriendly economic policy, harsh economy and still counting. This is the government of compensating family and political friends or loyalists from the ministerial list. The promise by Batch to fix Potaka refinery come December is a thing of concern that needs to be looked into. How true will this see the light of day? 
Albert Dagza says the president has proven thus far to be a rewarder of loyalty and hard work on the altar of competence. Some of the people on his ministerial list are there on the basis of reward rather than competence. I'm not against reward, but competence should accompany it. This seems to be business as usual. Sunday Moses Evi says the ministerial candidates nominated by the Tinubu administration is the worst in the history of this country. Considering their records and character, I can't understand why Tinubu will nominate Simon Lalong and El Rufai as ministers. It's a shame. Our military should be more courageous like those of Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger, depending on what you mean there. Nathaniel Joseph says, I have nothing to say, but I'm assuring our former governor. He has not escaped yet. He has to pass through the penalty he caused to plateau. Awal Bataya says, it's quite challenging for the development of a great country with this kind of egocentric attitude of our leaders. Only God can save Nigeria. Temple Shinla says the ministerial list ought to be filled with seasoned professionals, outstanding captains of industry, technocrats, people who have raised the bar in their various professions, not criminals who have ripped off this country for 24 years and still counting. Mark Orim says the recycling of people in the APC-led government is not encouraging. Even most past governors who can't point to any meaningful project are in his cabinet, including those that have cases before the EFCC. Nandop Uyeb says, well, I have been following the screening, and I must say that a few of the nominees are credible, based on their track record. But others, even from the way they spoke or didn't speak, tells that we have no other choice. Some Nigerian students will have proven better. God bless Nigeria. Prince Ezekiel Tafida says, I am personally not satisfied with some names that made the ministerial list, to be honest, because some of them have one or the other issue people are accusing them of. Charity Harley says, I think by now the masses know that the politicians are united, irrespective of tribe and party difference, but they have successfully divided the masses using religion, ethnicity and party difference. It's rather unfortunate. Mafulul Ezra says, President Tinubu was a governor in Lagos State and we know what he has done. I believe he will do same to the country at large. Come to our own nominee in Plateau. I prefer Ambassador Chris Giwa than Lalong. May God bless Nigeria. Rati Sulei says, surely recycling of same people whom Sucked, okay, who sucked us dry? As for kids singing religious songs, last I read, same religion brought education into Nigeria. Amponsak, it's like you're a free thinker, Sha. Felkuka Gowan says, yeah, Well, that is my business. <laughs> Congratulations to those who made the second list. Hapsin Manase says, I don't care how President Tinubu chose his ministers. But my concern is how NLC disappointed Nigerians to embrace dialogue with federal government easily. I was expecting the NLC to protest until the government agreed to their proposal. One day protest is not enough. Benoni Maisamari says, To me, it's the same people that the government is still rotating in office. Zagaboy Asti says, It is obvious to say that the latest ministerial nominees made us proud and happy. <laughs> Kudos to him. Omodan Matthew says, Baba Tinubu like ancient... Okay. Okay, like President Buhari has successfully hunted for old men for political compensation. When will our youth wake up from political irrelevance in Nigeria and take possession of leadership? We knew these old men in APC cannot deliver anything. 
because they are retired in the mine. APC has abused the capabilities of Nigerian youths. Bahamas Yakubu says, Tinubu met with the labor leaders yesterday pleading with them to suspend the protest. Today, the same government has taken the labor to court. What an irony. Daniel David Izang says, political compensation played a huge role in the ministerial nomination. However, there were lots of adjustments and redesignation due to pressure from most of the geographical zones at the 11th hour. And lastly, Adejo Timothy says, you're talking about medical doctors and other medical personnel. See, sometimes we need to pray that we should never meet with doctors that read textbooks than field works. Fact remains that let us eat our food as medicine so we don't have to eat medicine as food. Good evening, JFM. Yeah, well, really interesting thoughts. Uh, Quite interesting. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Ideas, uh, well... We keep we keep talking. Uh, we keep talking. Uh, we just hope that Nigeria will be better for it. Uh, but really, uh, it's not the best of times, you know, in this country. If I hear old people say that, ah, they gave us, uh, uh, we had cafeteria while we were in university. We had this. We had uh, meal tickets. You know, there's this there's this uh, man that I spoke with. You know, I think last year, sometime last year. Is from one of Nigeria's very influential families. I'm not going to mention the name, but uh, the family is well known, very, very influential. And we were in a meeting, you know, while consulting for someone uh, together and we in a group. So he stepped out. So we started chatting with him while he was outside. And then he said, with 100 Naira back in the day, in the 80s, with 100 Naira, they have a party. Party, he said, they can buy big ram for thirty bucks when money had value. Yeah, thirty right. bucks. And then when I asked him, you know, he was telling, ah, look at what they did, you know. The... Then I asked him, I said, sir, have you ever thought that Nigeria will become, will reduce, will become like this? He shook his head. I want to assume in regret. He said they never thought of it. He said they were just having fun, you know. And then I said, what happened? He told me that. See, he told me something that I've kept with me, and I think that I'm going to leave this earth with it. He said the mistake they made was that they let village people took over the politics of society. He said they left village people. He, he told me in Hausa, and let me repeat what he said in Hausa. He said, Nigeria. That is what he said. And then I said, wow. Politics is a very, very serious thing. If you think that you are in your high heavens, you have two PhDs, three PhDs, uh, my my PhD friend, my PhD whatever, you may be ruled by a fool, I'm sorry to say. If you don't participate in politics, if you don't make your contributions in politics, that is the danger. And people will sit down and preach that, no, it's a dirty game. It's not a dirty game. It's a good game. It's a game. Enter and play. Well, Gilbert, you find a word. The National Assembly, um, I hope they aren't going the way of the previous, you know, National Assembly talking about the Ninth Assembly. Because for me, the essence of screening is when you say you're screening people for a job, it means not everyone necessarily gets to scale through the barriers. No, no, don't. You're getting right. a, a big argument. My name it's is Ponsa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ponsa Akpanam. Do have a good evening. The news will come your way top of the hour at 6 o'clock by now. 
Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Podcast.